Dear Heavenly Father, please allow us to continue along our journey together of just learning about you, learning about your word, and learning how to grow in unity and build this body as one. We pray that today's episode will be a blessing upon each of us, not just the speaker or the listener, but everyone who comes into contact and is a part of this journey, all for your glory. Welcome to Cross Discourse, where music, culture, and life are discussed across the media spectrum weekly to help you live a godly life. Cross Discourse, Christ is Culture. Hey, what's up, my friends? This is your boy, Anonymous, with another episode of Cross Discourse. Today, we are talking about another one of the seven elements of culture. And today's episode is all about religion. And you might be asking, well, why are we talking about religion? Because we know the religion is Christianity. But religion is actually one of those aspects of culture that really needs to not only be defined, but understood so that you understand its importance within the culture. Um, and, and, and there were a lot of things that came across my mind over the last couple of days as I prepared to create this episode. In fact, I actually went to visit a different church than my normal church today, and I learned a little bit of uh, uh, additional stuff. And it really helped me to kind of fine tune today's episode. And I really wanted to present it to you. So, yes, the religion is Christianity, but we need to have a deeper understanding of Christianity as religion with a, with a way of explaining the culture of Christ to everyone else. And so that's what we're going to do today. So today, let's start off by defining religion. So, you know, obviously everyone knows kind of what religion is. But as usual, I like to have a definition. So I went to Bing because, you know, I was going to say, oh, religion is, you know, has to do with a higher power and blah, blah, blah. But I just want to define it first before we move on. And and so the definition on Bing, not Google the sign, but the definition on Bing is the belief in and worship of superhuman controlling power, especially a personal God or gods. There are two other definitions. I'm going to read them both. A particular system of faith and worship and a pursuit or interest to which someone ascribes supreme importance. So there you are, your definitions of religion. So now let's let's kind of pivot a little bit and let's discuss it in terms of um, really as ascribing it to the culture of Christ. And I'm going to start off uh, with a story. So I know I usually don't do that after I come up with the, the, the kind of definition or whatever. I might pay, play some music, but there's actually a lot of information to go through. So I might not have time for as many songs as typical in my podcast to kind of keep break up the, the monotony. But and I hope I'm not really. Um, I don't know what the word to use. I hope I'm not boring you, you know, because a lot of times I know me particular when I listen to preachers and 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 speakers and podcasts, I don't like to be bored. I don't like to just have the rambling. So let's go ahead and, and get to the story. So I was with a friend uh, one day and we went out to Applebee's. Yes, uh, I know Applebee's, whatever. 
Um, and we sat down and we had a nice conversation. And uh, this really close friend of mine, he's spiritual. He likes to consider himself spiritual, but not necessarily uh, a Christian, not actually a Christian at all. He, he doesn't like to, to label it that way. Um, and when we first met, um, both of us, I was really young in my faith and he was actually just ending his relationship with uh, Islam. I know he kind of had a lot of friends uh, prior to meeting me that were Muslim and he really particularly liked uh, the nation of Islam. And so we had uh, years. I mean, this was about 20 years ago, but we had a lot of discussion with regards to that particular thing back then. And so as we talked and we ate and we just kind of catched up on a lot of things, caught up on a lot of things, catched up isn't really a word. I'm sorry, guys. Um, he started asking me questions about my faith. And now this is obviously 15, 20 years later. And so I had a lot more answers. But the first question that he had, he really wanted to understand the gospel as I kind of explained it to him. And when I hit him with Hebrews, he had other questions. And the, the verse that I really hit him up with was Hebrews 1. Uh, Hebrews 11, I'm sorry, Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. And everyone knows that as the faith. But I'm going to read it for you here. Hebrews 11, 1 through 3 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. And then, of course, I went into the good news, talking about Jesus and how we are all sinners and and Jesus died on the cross being the perfect uh, being the perfect substitute or, or uh, sacrifice for our sins to help us forgive ourselves and, and make it into heaven and everything. I, you know, I went through all that. We, we've talked about the good news in the past. So I, I'm going to kind of gloss over it a little bit. And we all know there's more to it. But then he had other questions. And, and the biggest question that he hit me up with was now. Okay, I, I get that and I understand that and that makes a lot of sense. But what about those people that are in those far off lands, those places that haven't come into contact with Jesus, those places that never heard of Jesus? And so I had to get a little bit more creative and it, it actually harkened back to my time. I have another old friend that I know way back from first grade. Uh, we used to hang out. Uh, and we had the same teachers actually from first grade all the way up to about fifth grade. The same teachers. We were always in the same class. So we were best friends. And I'll tell you about that story another later. But that particular friend actually fell off of the faith. He, he was no longer a believing Christian because he felt the same way. He felt that, you know, as he traveled the world, there were people in those remote islands, those remote places that Christianity hadn't reached. And he had a hard time explaining to people how those people were destined for hell and you know i had to come up with these answers and luckily for me i was a i was i studied my bible and i'm in my bible and so i had something to come back to my friend as we sat down at applebee's to discuss this question and i and i read to him or actually i kind of regurgitated what i read mainly coming from the book of romans and that is romans 1 18 through 22, and that's what this verse is now. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. 
For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Now, what does all that mean? I had to explain it to my friend. I said, basically, <clears throat> God reveals himself in the world, the things around us. You know, in fact, there is evidence in nature. There is evidence that uh, God exists. If you just open your eyes and look at the world around you, I mean, the universe gives testimony to God. We have a stars, uh, not a star, but we have stars. We have we have the fact that there are so many planets that revolve around this sun and there are other systems, other universal systems that are clearly planned out, that are clearly organized in some way, shape or form. There is no way that random things collide with one another and automatically life forms unless there is some type of creator. In fact, I even went even further to talk about I forget the name of that particular collider, but there is a scientific experiment going on right now in this world and has been for dozens of, of decades now, maybe two, not dozens of decades, because that would be like a century or so. But at least for the past 10, 15, 20 years uh, where they're kind of smashing or trying to smash random atoms together and create life out of nothing. It got so bad that a few years ago, there was an article written in the scientific journal that said they had to change the purpose of that experiment because they saw that no life could be created from nothing. So they couldn't create life out of nothing, but they could use that particular experiment to answer other scientific questions. So the universe, the way that everything is formed proves that God exists. And then um, there was another example of uh, of, you know, just different people falling away from Christ. and I had to explain it to him why that was. And we're going to talk about that in our second unit. But there are so many things that talk about how God exists. If you want to go and I'm obviously encouraging you to go deeper in your studies, please read Psalm 19, one through six that talks about how God reveals himself through creation. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, he has pitched a tent for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming forth from his pavilion, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is hidden from its heat. I mean, God, God shows himself to us. He definitely shows himself. He proves himself through nature. He proves himself over and over and over again. The Bible from Genesis to Revelation talks about his word. It talks about how this is God's word through the mouths of other of prophets of man. But nonetheless, it is God breathed. Right. 
There have been prophecies within the Bible that have been proven. There have been, um, you know, tons of things. We know that Jesus exists as a man because not only do the Christians celebrate him, it's historical. The Jews talk about him. The Muslims talk about him. You know, we talk about the world. We talk about how people are, are communicating. That didn't just happen from nothing. Look at our voices. We have we have voices. We have uh, uh, pieces in our in our body that actually are create are are created so that we're able to communicate with one another. There's so many things involved that allow us to prove that God exists. So yes, that was the story, and it was an important one because it helped me to frame this idea of what is our religion and how does it affect the way we interact with one another not just within christianity not just within our culture but with the outside world and when we come back we're actually going to uh kind of delve deeper into that i've got a couple other points to make but i've been very long-winded this is a bit about 10 minutes or so and so i want you to just kind of meditate on that get your thoughts together uh, i know this has kind of been a whirlwind podcast and then we're going to come back and discuss it in more detail all right peace
ah yes so you're probably wonder trying to understand yo wh why is he why does he sound that way why does he sound a little more excited than than normal and i'm going to tell you this this revelation about our religion about the way we love god has got me a little more excited than normal so my voice my intonation my inflection probably sounds a little bit more different uh than it than it normally is and 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 i'm trying to get it all out before it kind of leaves me that's why i sound the way i do today um but there was a time again over the last couple of days that were revealed to me uh, there was this issue. I've been watching a, a YouTube. I guess he's a YouTuber. I'm not exactly sure what he is, but he, he's a former pastor. And he started out uh, with a video just talking about why he no longer believes in, in God, why he no longer believes that there is a Jesus and, and all this other stuff. And he, he came up with you know a whole lot of other stuff. And then he kind of started making other videos and a lot of other people started following him and just listening to him and they and they consider us christians you know dumb crazy you know foolish and all this other stuff and one of the things that happened was you know i i just was i wasn't like listening to the whole like every single video but i was kind of looking at his progression he went from bald head and kind of chunky till he lost a little weight he was way more fit and then the last one that i saw was he actually wound up with two women that were like, I don't know if they're his girlfriends or wives or whatever. Um, and it was really astonishing, like his 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 descent away from Christianity. And he's much more like Africanized. You know, he wears the he wears the ankh on his on his chest. He, you know, muscular, you know, he, he wears like a head garb, you know, and he, he has a real big bushy beard. You know, the dude is I mean, he's he's, you know, obviously very charismatic as well i don't know if he used to be a pastor or if he or not but i think he was a pastor i gotta go back and look at the videos but he one of his videos he actually talked about he said the research that he came out with uh as the reason why he no longer follows his faith and i was like man i gotta watch this video and as i listened to his video he didn't present any answer just none he just talked about his feelings and his truth and and how his truth and everybody has their own truth and everything and i was like man this is kind of crazy you know how can we all have their own truth and it reminds me of actually one of the songs i, I talked about him before but one of the songs of the cray had where he talks about if your truth and my truth disagree uh and my truth tells me that your truth is a lie is it still the truth isn't that amazing? I was like, whoa, like that was really like, that's crazy. Like, you know, if we all have our own truth and my truth says yours is a lie, is my truth still the truth? And if that's the truth, then what does it say about your truth or your statement that everyone has their own truth? What does it say about that statement? So I was like, I was blown away. Um, and, it, and it brought me back to the book of Hebrews. It actually um, brought me back to uh, the earlier chapter before the faith chapter, Hebrews 10 which actually said, um, you know, therefore do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward for you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise for yet a little while. And he who is coming will come and will not tarry, not the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. And so we have to be able to answer these questions to people that talk about why we believe the things we believe. You know, 
Um, we have to be able to have endurance. We have to be able to talk about things and questions that people answer. And it's okay to answer someone's question with a, I don't know, or I'll get back to you later, or that's something to think about. We can validate people's concerns because we're not perfect. And you know, the more we study, the more we'll be able to answer the questions. The biggest thing is to understand the gospel, understand that we're sinners, understand that we're not perfect, that we don't know everything and that we don't have anything, but to constantly try to get better, to constantly try to get more and more holy, more and more righteous by using the example that Jesus has set before us. Um, and then I started thinking about there was also the, this example of it was a Christian singer, a very popular Christian singer in the CCM uh, industry. So that's contemporary Christian music. I listen to hip hop, uh, Christian hip hop, but I also listen to uh, contemporary Christian music as well as some some of the older gospel. Um, and I kind of separate gospel from CCM, um, even though that some of the old time gospel, both blacks and whites use the word gospel. I listen to a, to, to it all. You know, if, if it speaks to me, if it if it if it, uh, you know, kind of stirs my soul, I listen to it, guys. I, I, I do. I, and we're going to talk about that later when we get into arts and literature. But I, you know, it, it just started it just started graining on me how a lot of times our, our Christian leaders or who should be leaders aren't really grounded in the faith. And let me tell you something. I went to this church sermon today and I listened to the pastor preach. And typically the pastor that I have, he usually kind of gives a couple verses and then he gives us some pointers, you know, some some points that he wants to make according to the scriptures. And sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it, it stirs you. Sometimes it gets you thinking. But sometimes I do think it's powder puff. You know, sometimes I think it stops a little bit short of where it, it should go, where people really need to hear the absolute truth. Um, but this pastor today took a really different stance um and this and in all honesty this was a black church and so i was wasn't expecting much so maybe that's why i was really impressed because i really wasn't expecting much uh going through to a lot of black churches you know just hearing the yelling and the screaming and all that other stuff i, I really wasn't sure and it turns out that this was actually my wife's old church and she i didn't know and she told me and so we just kind of sat down and we started listening to the pastor and he actually just went he went to the old testament which is new i mean we we go into the old testament in my church now but you know this was new and then he broke down uh historical segments um and and the the jewish faith and he as he explained it he kind of referenced other uh, bible scriptures and it was more of a teaching thing and he showed how you know that particular story by the way we were actually in the book of ruth but he talked about he talked about the story of Ruth and Boaz, uh, Boaz uh, talking to the nearest or the closest relative and say, hey, you, are you going to redeem it? And she said and Naomi says, you know, I mean, he says, yeah, I'll redeem. But he said, well, if you redeem that, you also got to marry Ruth. Right? You got to marry her and you got to give her children for her, her, her husband that died. And so then the guy backed off and the pastor referenced the story. Uh, at talking about how when you know you know you have kids sometimes it could be out of wedlock or or through sin but it doesn't have to be the end all big all because in that particular chapter i think it was i think it was root four i'm not exactly sure i got to go back in our notes but uh it, it referenced the story of tamar and how uh tamar uh, was kind of loose and, and had sex with her father-in-law and it began the house of perez and that beget Boaz and then the story of Boaz and Ruth 
begets Obed, the granddaddy of David. You know who David we know uh, is kind of the precursor or the the beginning uh, that leads all the way down to Jesus. And so even though our lives are full of sin and even though the things that happen within us, you know, uh, could be sinful, it could be meant for good. And so we don't have to discard our past because we all have a past and and it could lead us to, to greater things um, as we use the path to grow. And we can kind of reach out and show somebody else who might be failing and help them to grow as well. So that was an amazing change. And, and that's what this, this our religion is all about. It's about not just uh, the the religion is not just about what we talked about in our description, which is, you know, belief in and worship in a particular system. No, it's more about relationships. It's more about relationships and the way we interact with other people. Um, and we know Romans 8:28 tells us this. It says we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Right. Uh, uh, not only that, but Second Timothy 3.16, right? 3.16 tells us all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction of righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So our religion is way more than that. It's all about a, um, a uh, what you call it, a uh, relationship with God. And, and the last thing I want to say, because I'm, I'm really pushing that that uh, that that 30 minute mark and I don't want to you know belabor the point. But the last thing I want to say is even if our religion was somehow false, even even if which I don't believe. But and we shouldn't necessarily even uh, entertain that thought, I don't think. But, you know, even if it is the Bible, everything documented in it, it provides us with good principles for living. And as we live according to it, and it doesn't disagree with it, it with it, it itself, you know, as we live it, we live a consistent life. And those who don't follow the Bible, those who follow other religions or their own truths, right? They often create their own rules for living, right? And those rules often change. I think about, you know, rules such as homosexuality used to be in illegal and now it's, you know, acceptable. Pedophilia, uh, I know I, I follow some some posts where they were talking about some law in California, which isn't true necessarily, by the way, that, uh, you know, made pedophilia legal. It's not true. Um, the They're misinformed about what's happening in California. But, you know, that's part of it. Uh, this idea of free sex, everyone's out there having sex and it's acceptable, even within the Christian faith, because they started making their own rules, not going back to the Bible. We've got abortion. Uh, we've got a sin, obscenities, people cursing and using swear words and all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, we, we removed the Indians from their, their land here in America. Uh, we had slavery. You know, we had the black codes. We had internment camps for, for Japanese Americans. And, and if you follow the history, you didn't necessarily have to be Japanese to be forced into an internment camp. So all of these things happen because people weren't following or, or, or looking to the word of God to control their things. And, and I know I talked about, you know, the moral majority before, but there are a, a lot of big time Christians, even Billy Graham, the great Billy Graham, everybody talks about, you know, was against uh, uh, 
the civil rights movement until the end towards the end of the civil rights movement where he changed his viewpoints uh, and started talking about what the Bible says really and how it, it encourages us to love one another. Um, that was even, even him, you know, so even he was instant. Everyone doesn't like to talk about that, but even he was like that. Um, and I am I, I'm definitely really, really close. I'm at 29 minutes. So here we go. Uh, we're going to just do a couple of verses that other verses that I want you to look at. Please, when you when you have a chance, just start looking at um, uh, 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 Hebrews one, you know, which talks about God's supreme revelation. Look into uh, Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. Remember the former things of old for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Uh, and, and then the last thing before I go here, uh, because we have reached the time, the end, uh, is the Pope uh, in May 15th of 2020 uh, even spoke about Christianity as a relationship, not a set of rules. Um, and I'm going to see if I can. I don't know. I don't have a website now to post. But I'll see if I can have that uh, scripture out there. But the title of that article came from Catholic News or the Catholic News News Service. Uh, the title was Christianity is a relationship, not a set of rules. The Pope says. Uh, and then the last thing um, is I want you guys to understand that Christianity is more about relationship. We're the very we're, we're like the only religion in which uh, we look at um, man's relationship to God uh, as um the establishment or the 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 uh uh the foundation right we don't it's not just that god tells us this and we follow these rules it's all it's a heart issue it's a choice it's something that we do and our obedience to those laws are out of our love for god because of the things that he does us like he first loved us so we love him and that's it guys that's really our our uh our our podcast for today and i hope you enjoyed it i know it was a lot and i wish i can go into it in more detail and i probably will because you know it's a podcast and i can always revisit so i love you guys and i really really wish that you would email me at crossdiscourse at gmail.com and also feel free to give me your opinions on, on what we just talked about i know it's a lot you can rewind it and everything and um we'll uh you know i'm i'm, I'm happy to discuss these things with you all right i love you all have a great day great week and i'll talk to you next time peace <laughs>